You are listening to Work Human Radio, pioneered by Global Force, bringing more humanity to today's workplaces. You are enjoying our special edition coverage recorded live from Austin, Texas, and Work Human 18. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to Work Human Radio. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Ray Ann Thorne. This is going to be a cool conversation. Uh, an organization that I have long admired, and we've got a gentleman from that representing that organization doing some important work. It's going to be a great conversation. Great conversation. I'm always interested in talking to somebody that has is with an organization that's been around for a long time. long time. How have they achieved this success? Yep, let's get to it. We're joined this morning by Brett Lutz. He is the head of corporate communications at Whirlpool Corporation. Brett, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, good to be here. Well, it's good to have you, I appreciate you making time. I know a guy like you at an event like this is awfully busy, <laughs> so grateful for you investing some time with us. Uh, before we get into our conversation about all the things happening at Whirlpool, take a quick second, tell us a bit about you, your background, and the work that you're doing. Sure, so as the head of uh, corporate communications at Whirlpool. I am in charge of all of our PR media relations, community relations, corporate social responsibility work, sort of on our external side. And then I also have a lot of responsibility for employee communications. And we have a workforce of about 92,000 employees globally. So it's a big uh, challenge to make sure that we're connecting with them on a regular basis, keeping them excited and engaged in what we're doing as an organization. And certainly externally trying to make sure that Whirlpool looks like the coolest and best place to buy a product or um, to come work. So um, it's a lot of fun and I, I really enjoy the challenges that, that I have in that job. Um, prior to coming here, I've always been, uh, I was in uh, a company called Accenture. I was a management consultant prior to coming to Whirlpool five years ago. And so I focused a lot of my time there with strategy and talent um, issues that were going on in organizations and helping organizations get beyond um, barriers that they were facing with their workforce. So it's been a fun sort of transition for me to come into something that's really focused on how to communicate and help drive action from both stakeholders internally and externally to the company. So as we come to an event like this, Work Human, and we know that the focus of this event is to really understand what the employee is going through. And to, to listen to you talk about Whirlpool and employee advocacy, tell us a little bit more about what Whirlpool is doing in this arena and why, why are we doing it now? Yeah. Why is it such an important thing now? A great question. I was... Uh just thinking about, and I was talking about this briefly with, with a group, and um, you know, the big impetus for us is that we've grown significantly over the past three to four years. We've grown through acquisitions. So when I first joined the company in 2013, we were a little under 60,000 employees, mostly based in North America. Um, about 80% of that workforce is in manufacturing, so they work on the line every day doing great things for us to help build amazing and innovative products. We acquired two companies, one in um, Asia and one in Europe, which doubled our workforce, and suddenly we were faced with this challenge and, and dilemma of saying, okay, are we still this Midwestern company with sort of these humble values that sort of keep ourselves really focused on, um, you know, what it's like to be, um, you know, a company based in America? Or are we going to really be a global uh, global workforce that really is embracing new eras of technology and what's going on outside of us? Um, the competition has been crazy change um, for us as well. When you think about who we were competing with maybe five, six years ago, when you had the Electroluxes and the GEs really mm -hmm. focused in their appliances 
market space. Now our biggest competitors are LG, Samsung, and some of the um, Asian technology companies that are mm -hmm. coming in and saying, hey, we want to take over the entire home experience. Everything. <laughs> and you know, that doesn't stop with the appliances you have in your house. That is like my phone, my television, the whole ecosystem of the home. So it's really caused us to shift what we're thinking about so that we can tell a story about Whirlpool Corporation that's just as compelling as our, our competitors, and hopefully even more compelling for folks that we think are the top talent that we want to come work for us as an organization, and the consumers that want to buy our products. Well, when you double your workforce, that puts a lot <laughs> of stress on the HR process and that system. Talk about those challenges and how you're beginning to overcome some of those. Sure. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of challenges in just integrating different cultural um, elements of our organization. And part of what we have used as a mantra within our communications organization is our biggest drive is to engage employees and to amplify great stories. And we think that by doing that and by telling really authentic personal stories about employees and what's going on in the organization, we can help people connect in ways that they might not be able to from a geographic sense. So really trying to reestablish who are we as a culture now that we've got this big global workforce in different regions and how does that change the way that we might approach our connections as, as human beings and how do we actually um, you know progress the work great work that we're already doing and sort of move into the new era of what we're trying to do technologically when when I hear you talk about the employees and you said that buzzword from 10 years ago authenticity mm -hmm. right and, and when we were saying it then it was about leadership how can we have authentic leadership? How can we make sure that there is genuineness in the workplace coming from the executive team and, and any of the supervisors that are overseeing employees? Now we're talking about the employee experience. How can we make sure that those stories are authentic? What are some things that Whirlpool is doing to make sure that your employees feel comfortable, mm -hmm. that they feel like they can tell their truth? I, I love this whole my truth. Yep movement that that has been moving forward in the last it's even before me too this i need to live my truth you know and people are feeling more confident about what they say what they do and and finding peace or happiness in that what are you doing for your employees that makes them feel that that's that's uh fascinating story that, that we love to tell because when I came into the organization five years ago, when we were talking to our employees, we were really pushing a lot of information at them. That was sort of what communication was all about. Like, let's push this information at the employees, hope that they can consume it in the right way and then get on with work, right? And what we found was, like, we could push all the coolest stories in the world and even ones that were really awesome about the technology that we were putting into our products or the best product launches that were exciting about the brands that we own. And, um, it wasn't resonating. It wasn't really taking it to the next level. And we certainly weren't seeing our employees get super excited about that content. So we, we decided to flip the script and we said, okay, why don't we do something that actually is going to engage the employees to tell their own stories or to be able to share stuff that they're really excited about our company and give them a safe space, space to operate in. So we, we, we launched an employee advocacy program that really helped us generate content that was really fit for purpose for the needs of the employees. We asked them, what did they want to hear about? What did they get passionate and excited about? And we said, what would you be willing to share outside of this organization to give other people a, a view of what your experience is like in the organization. What we found was really interesting is about 70% of our workforce that we surveyed said we would love to share cool stories about Whirlpool Corporation and our brands to our friends, family, and colleagues outside of this organization. And we had people had huge influencer groups because they had thousands of followers on either Facebook, LinkedIn, or some of these other channels. What we did was we said, okay, let's just give them great content and then give them a chance to personalize that content as they send it out. So our advocacy program is all about that. We just want to give them a safe space to operate in 
let them know what some of the, the key things that they should and shouldn't do from a social media perspective are and let them personalize and really tell their authentic stories about what it's like to work at Whirlpool. And what we found through that process is that the stuff that resonates most with our external stakeholders and the things that are really exciting, if I put out a corporate um, news release through LinkedIn or if I did something on Twitter, um, I'll do pretty well. I'll get a lot of people reacting and engaging in that content. If I let my employees do that, even a small subset of my employees, I'll get five to 600 times the amount of engagement or excitement around that same story because they've personalized it. They've taken a picture of themselves next to a cool product that we're launching or told their personal story about maybe the generations of, of workers that work at a, at a manufacturing plant and their friends and family that have worked there over time. So those are the things that are really resonating both inside the organization and outside the organization that we're excited about. So, wow, let's talk about the branding power that comes with that, the, the recruiting power that comes with that. That's had to have a real impact on those two fronts. That's absolutely where we're going. So, you know, I would say that in the early stages of this, we had business leaders who were accepting of us doing this because they knew that we were putting a few parameters around what our employees would and wouldn't share. And we had full legal approval, if you want to think about it that way, to do this. What's been really interesting is after about a year in, we had some data that actually showed the amount of reach that what these employees would be able to provide by sharing their own content. And that's immediately parlayed into conversations with the business leaders about like, can we take right. advantage of that to actually help get more consumers interested in products that we're launching, get more people to engage in some of our cool new technologies, um, or potentially come and work in this company that might not have ever considered working here before because now they see somebody that they think is cool, that has a really cool job, and they're like, oh, I, that looks like me. I could go do that kind of job. And so what's been amazing is to see that our business partners coming to us, both from the marketing and brand side of the organization, as well as our HR talent acquisition side of the organization, wanting to work on projects to see the results that we can jive. And we're seeing great results. We're seeing that, you know, if we put a post out there that's, you know, for a job that's open in a particular space, um, and then we actually supplement that with an employee who's going to share that within their social network, and they have a similar background and profile as that, we'll have three to four times the number of applicants apply for the job because they're like, oh, I'd like to come work with Brett. I'd love to come work with Todd. I'd love to come work with somebody that looks like me. And Whirlpool seems like a really cool organization based on the selfies that that guy took in front of, you know, the, the coffee bar at work or, you know, talking about his experience going to the Work Human uh, Conference and, and how exciting it was to be there. So, so those are the things that are really resonating and truly resonating with our business leaders and trying to really change the, the, the conversation we're having at this stage. The shift that we've seen in branding and marketing to understand the impact that a great employee experience can have on the consumer brand, right? When you consider organizations that haven't had a great employment brand mm -hmm. and how it's impact sales for them and how they've had to, they've had to make very visible changes in order to attract the right people. What are some of the things that you're doing so that, first of all, let's, let's cover leadership being comfortable with social media. Mm -hmm. When I started marketing, we didn't even call it social because leadership, that means you're playing. It means you're not working. Yep. So I shifted my language and called it new media for years until social media was acceptable, mm -hmm. right? So what are you doing with leadership? And then how has that had an impact on your employees' ability to say, yeah, I want to share it out. I want to talk about it. And what, how do you make it sound, how do you make it sound authentic that you're not rewarding them for doing it, mm -hmm. right? Are they getting some kind of physical reward? Sure. Or is it really internal and um, authentic? Uh, two two great points. One, one is from a leadership perspective and sort of helping them transition and being not afraid of what this might look like because they see it as a risk, right? Like right. anytime somebody's putting something out there in the social media landscape, that's just a risk to our reputation. 
And what, what we really did to sort of start that conversation was show them a lot of data that a lot of other companies had about data. what was successful. <laughs> that always helps a lot, you know, starting point. The second thing was we said, okay, do you want to own your story where we can actually help own that story by putting the right kinds of stories into people's hands to, for them to get excited about and share? Or do you just want to leave it up to the chance that they're going to post something that is good or not good? Um, do you want us to give them some training and some tips and tricks and get them excited about a program that we mm -hmm. can help manage? Or do we just want to let it go in the way that it may go without us? And every time we had that conversation with the leader, they said, no, we would much rather have our communications partners working with us to ensure that the right kinds of really great stories that help bolster our reputation and turn us, you know, um, around from where our reputation, you know, may have been in certain areas of like technology and innovation and really sort of flip that into the people's hands so that they can tell those stories in an authentic way, but actually in a way that I won't say is controlled, but at least has sort of boundaries around it that people feel much more comfortable with. So that's been really good for, I would say, the leadership and having the buy-in before they see the data that's now come back. And we have seen these spikes of saying, hey, when that employee shared that same story that we've shared through our corporate channels, they got 500 times the amount mm -hmm. of traffic and conversations going around it. And it's all positive, right? That's helped um, convince the leaders. On the employee side, we've, we've mixed around with both what I'd call the intrinsic and extrinsic motivation that we provide employees. The thing that we're really excited about that we're working with right now is that we've worked with an advocacy program, which is just any employee talking on behalf of the company or sharing something that they think is exciting on behalf of the company, and actually narrowing that down to a group of influencers. We call them Winfluencers at Whirlpool with a W. I love that. And they're a really fun group of folks. And what we did was we just went out with a survey and asked them two simple questions. One is, w would you be excited about working for Whirlpool Corporation and sharing great stories about your experience here? And the second was, how many followers do you have in your LinkedIn, social media, <laughs> Twitter? and other channels. We had over 70% of the people that we surveyed came back and said, I would love to share exciting stories about Whirlpool with my friends, families, colleagues, and anybody on social media that I'm connected to. And about 50% of that group actually had followerships of 500 or more within their social media channels. They were just excited to be able to use that for good, right? They wanted to use it for more than cat memes and other things that they were sharing in those social media channels. And especially in channels like LinkedIn, which are more in the professional workforce right. and workplace, um, we found that people were very excited about that. So the intrinsic and extrinsic motivations, we did give them some awards through Global Force. We actually have a Global Force program, oh, which does provide people with um, some sort of rewards for actually sharing and, and sharing stories that we do. What we found the most important was the intrinsic motivation of people feeling like they were building their own professional brands. And what we do is we publish a top 10 list every week that we send out an email of the top 10 influencers from the company. And I have more people every week saying, how do I get on that top I 10 list? I want to be on the top 10 list than, than anybody who talks about wanting to get some sort of a monetary or other type of reward. So that's what's been really exciting is people are just in it for the fact that they can build themselves up, they can build Whirlpool's brand ups and, and, and the brands of, that we own, and actually just see themselves you know, winning in some way, right. shape, or form from uh, right. from that perspective. Well, you've you've taken the wind out of the, my sails in my next question. <laughs> the conversation to date uh, has has answered a lot of this because uh, did I hear you say correctly, ninety two thousand employees ish? That's right. So, uh, you know, the, the worry is, all right. Well, employee number ninety one thousand five hundred fifty five says, "I'm just a record in a database." Mm -hmm. They don't, you know, the, we're at work human. We're bringing humanity to the workplace. How can you do that in an organization of that size? And, and this employee rec advocacy program answers that. This just getting them involved in these influencers. And I mean, what we've also been talking about here, we haven't labeled it that is employee engagement, right? right? I mean, so I mean, that's comment on that further about how you can have an organization of that size and still make everyone feel like they're under one roof and together and 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 uh, hand in hand building something positive. 
So that's one of the biggest challenges that I have in, in the organization, but one that I, I relish the opportunity to, to address. Um, you know, we do a lot, and what I would say I've found most interesting about working for Whirlpool for the fa past five years is I worked with a lot of organizations as a consultant that would give sort of parlor talk around, yeah, we really, think our employees are our greatest asset. We really need to make sure that they're engaged, they're aligned on our principles, strategies, and values. Whirlpool is one of the only organizations that I've ever worked with that actually believes in it and invests in it. Um, the fact that I have a PR and media organization in, in, in under my um, group that is the same size as our employee um, communications group tells me that they much, uh, just as much value that employee interaction and engagement and making sure that people get the message and get engaged in that message. So I see that our leaders really value that. They invest in it. They want to make sure things happen. We do some really fun and cool things to engage our employees to help share a very common experience. Um, once a year, at the beginning of the year, we actually bring people together. And what we've been doing recently is taking a completely new way of how, to share, how we share the strategy and get people excited about the strategy. Um, we recently did a rock concert, which was not unlike the thing that we saw at Work Human. We really just got people in a different mode of thinking about um, my leader as somebody who's up on the stage like right. rocking out, and somebody who's actually interested in helping use that as an experience to share the strategy of the organization. Um, we're doing an escape room this year, so people actually have the opportunity to do something that's part of their like everyday life that they're excited about and connect it to like the strategy of the organization and feel like this is an engaging moment that I actually am excited about work for this company and really you know help drive the vision that they were trying to achieve in my own role down to you know every single person that works in every single part of our organization. So you know those types of excitement and new and innovative ways to sort of come about communications and engagement have been really monumental and they've been something that the world that the whirlpool um, leadership is super interested in investing in and ensuring we get right because quite honestly if we do not have that group of 92,000 people worldwide operating collectively and working towards the same goals it can be a disaster right we can never get where we want to go and so this has been a lot of fun for me the advocacy program has been just a huge reinforcement of it because now people see not only what am I doing with my colleagues but I see somebody on LinkedIn that I don't even know that was doing something very similar to this or that's talking about a really exciting product that's being launched and that just helps reinforce sort of both in internally and externally what's going on in the company. One of the things that I love before I get into my exciting question is that your your title is technically a marketing title. Mm. And here you are doing people work, which I, I love. And it's about time. It's about time to see that crossover because marketing has a big responsibility. You know, corporate communications, big responsibility in making sure that the image of the organization is stellar yeah. and that what people are seeing is truth. I because think what's interesting that I mean the the marketing side of uh, the house I mean is is you know very focused on our brands the the, the great brands we own like KitchenAid Maytag sure. Whirlpool themselves but what we found in, in what we've been doing in both our just general newsroom at, at Whirlpool for corporate perspective as well as the advocacy program is that content marketing is the way people really want to be talked to. They want to be excited about what they're doing. They don't want a boring press release. They don't want a note from a leader that's just, you know, 14 paragraphs long. They want to be excited from an experiential perspective, just like the marketing organizations excite our consumers, right? So we've taken a lot of what the marketing organization has done and actually turned that into the base of how we communicate with employees. So we call it brand journalism inside of our organization or content marketing. And we found that it's the most effective way to connect with folks and to get them excited about sharing externally as well. So not far off. Good. So let's uh, close with uh, a conversation around Work Human. So we're here at Work Human sure. 18. Uh, what I love about the movement is that it's different for everyone. There's a little nuance to it that speaks to each individual. What does it mean to uh, Brett Lutz? Well, 
I think the the movement itself and humanity, bringing humanity into the communications is certainly something that I've been doing for the past three to four years at Whirlpool. I think that uh, as I've listened to the stories and, and engaged with some of the speakers, both having an opportunity to talk to somebody like Brene Brown, who spoke yesterday about being vulnerable and what does that look like and how would you communicate that, not just on an interpersonal level, but actually in some form of communication um, th that might go out to a much broader audience. Those things are just super inspiring for me to think about because that's where we see the most, um, I would say, transformational conversations happening within our organization is when people break down all of the corporate nonsense and all of the barriers that we have sometimes when we think about how we communicate with other people in formal ways and we just sort of communicate to each other as human beings. So, you know, when I've heard that common thread and different ways to break down those barriers coming to this conference. It's been inspirational. I've taken so many notes, so many exciting things to bring back to my organization. I've been lucky to have two of my team members from the communications group at Whirlpool join me here uh, this week as well. And we're just enthused about what we're going to be able to do to take great content, great exciting concepts and some amazing inspirational um, thought processes and sort of weave them into what we're doing about corporate communications to any stakeholder group, employees or the folks that we're talking to outside the organization. Outstanding. Well, I appreciate you again, you're joining us. I hope uh, uh, as a result of this stellar interview that we can be honorary <laughs> influencers. So. We will, we we will get you excited. So you tell me when you're ready and I will talk to you all day long. We're ready right products. now. <laughs> right. Brett, before we let you go, should anyone want to connect with you and learn more about your work and what you're doing, how can they find you? The best place for me to be connected is through LinkedIn. So if you look up Brett Lutz on LinkedIn uh, as the head of cor corporate communications for Opal Corporation, I would love to, to connect, chat more. Um, I've got a huge amount of folks that came from my previous talking session that just want to talk about benchmarking and learning and growing together. And I think that's going to be super exciting for me. So I'd love to connect with anybody on LinkedIn. Find me. I'm the guy who is the communications guy, not the meteorologist from Kansas. So <laughs> just check. Suspect that's been a problem in the past. All right. Brett Lutz, <laughs> head of corporate communications at Whirlpool Corporation. Brett, again, great pleasure to have you. Thanks for stopping Thanks by. very much. Thanks, Appreciate Brett. It. All right. It's all the time we have for now. Todd and Rayanne signing off from Austin, Texas. We'll see you again soon on Work Human Radio. Work Human Radio is brought to you by Global Force, pioneers of the work human movement. Global Force helps make work more human for millions of people and organizations worldwide. Learn more by visiting workhuman.com and join the work human movement by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and the Work Human Community Forum on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening to Work Human Radio. Thank you.